0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmasterradio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, happy new year and welcome back to Purse Strings for a, a, an action packed year of marketing to women. We're going to kick it off with some trend watching data. Now, I'm only going to get through the top six, there's actually 12 hot trends for 2012 uh but gosh they're so in-depth and they're so good i want to do them justice so we're only going to get through the top six and again this is from trend watching now these are in random order i've been told uh but the first one up is red carpet and red meaning china um apparently in 2012 airlines hotels theme parks museums department stores are going to be catering to Chinese visitors and customers they're going to be giving them tailored services and perks and all kinds of attention and why would that be do you think um maybe because they're one of the most powerful countries in the whole world yep absolutely And we need people who can spend, spend, spend in our economy. So look for that. Look for this year to see how we cater to Chinese visitors and customers. The other hot trend out there is DIY health. Now, I don't know about you, but if something mails me, I go right to Google or I go right to WebMD. Well, apparently, you and I are not alone. A lot of consumers will be taking advantage of new technologies and apps to track, manage, and be alerted to changes in their personal health. Really interesting. The other is called dealer chic. Dealer chic. Now, we all know that hunting for a deal has almost become a sport. Well, it's only going to get worse this year. Uh, Consumers will continue to hunt for deals and discounts, and they'll do it as a badge of honor, a badge of honor. So you may expect to hear from your your friends about how they found the best deal in the whole world. And it's because they think it makes them look smart, and you know what? It probably does, so look for that this year. Eco psychology is another one, and this is the idea that brands will more and more and more be taking back all of their products for recycling. Now, you've heard of some recycling buyback programs or where you can pack up your stuff and send it back to the manufacturer. Well, This is only going to come more and more and more kind of the thing that happens, and not only will they be taking them back, they actually will be recycling those products responsibly and innovatively cashless now i don't know about you but i never carry cash if i'm going to get robbed they're going to be very upset because i'm not going to have two pennies to give them well a cashless future is upon us according to trend watching according to mastercard and google you know they're going to be building a whole new ecosystem where you can pay and get rewarded off your mobile phone so look to going more and more cashless in 2012. And the last but not least that I'm going to cover this time, the other six will get covered in next week's show, is people who live in cities. Now, we know that the majority of consumers live in cities. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, There's a lot of haves and a lot of have-nots in cities. Well, the trend for 2012, one of them anyway, is that brands are going to... To be catering to the hundreds of millions of lower income consumers than they ever have before. I guess they see lots of opportunity to leverage with those consumers. So I found that to be interesting. So look for that. So thanks to Trend Watching for that great data. We're going to be covering off on the other six top trends of 2012 next week well our first profile today is the dior diva there's nearly one million of these women over age 60 out there in the united states a third are grandparents and they are retired they do have a high household income of 165 thousand and more they're very confident in their finances they're very happy and optimistic they're interested in the arts other cultures entertaining they juggle a lot they've got very very busy and rich lives and they recycle Many of them do have second homes and they're stocking, um, from a lot of different places to make sure that second home is, is well stocked, as I mentioned, um, They're out there buying wine and spirits and shopping at specialty stores. Um, Neiman Marcus is a hot one. Williams-Sonoma is another hot one. They're driving luxury cars like Mercedes, Audi, Lexus, and Porsche. And they love their beauty products. Dove specifically really speaks to the Dior Diva. Well, they're online a lot, checking out travel and business sites. They're on MarketWatch, Orbitz, Travelocity. They're big classic movie watchers with Turner Classic Television, the Hallmark Channel. And they're a lot of gourmet magazines, also travel magazines as well. Well, my guest for this program knows a lot about the Dior Diva and women like them, women over the age of 50. Stephen Riley. He is the CEO and founder of VibrantNation.com. It is the leading online community for baby boomer women. It's a place where they can connect and support each other on issues unique to their lives after 50. We're going to be tackling a really interesting study that Vibrant Nation undertook about how boomer women are supporting their adult children. I think you'll be shocked to learn how they're doing it. More when Purse Strings returns
1: after the break.
0: And we're clear. Yay. All right.
2: Another one down. And
0: so- This WebmasterRadio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com. A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
2: As you know, being an expert at f
3: what did she say?
2: Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level. The
0: language.
2: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Acquisio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit acquisio.com to get a demo today. Acquisio,
1: search social, display,
2: one platform.
0: Celebrating the best in online advertising. The Web Marketing Association presents The 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2012 IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now.
3: Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be.
0: TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Warning, listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere.
1: First Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to First
2: Strings. Joining me today is Stephen Riley of Vibrant Nation. Stephen's an entrepreneur, marketing expert, author, and active blogger. And he is the founder and CEO of VibrantNation.com. Now, I've had Stephen on the program before, and as you may remember, Vibrant Nation is the leading online community for baby boomer women. Stephen, welcome back to the program.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here.
2: Really excited to have you back. Uh, follow Vibrant Nation a lot. And for those people listening today, um, we want to make sure that they know that you co-authored a really great book book called Vibrant Nation, What Boomer Women 50-plus Know, Think, Do, and Buy. And in fact, we had your co-author on not too terribly long ago, Carol Orsburn. She was, she was a delight.
3: Oh, Carol's great and a um, wonderful person to write a book with. And if anyone's interested in uh, getting a copy of it, they should just contact us at, at the website at vibrantnation.com.
2: Yes, and I would highly recommend it. The book is great. Carol's super smart, and Stephen, you're no dummy either, clearly, <laughs> having uh, launched your own company and written a book and done a million other different things. For those not familiar with Vibrant Nation, tell us a little bit about that online community.
3: Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that, because I, I thank you for your compliments. I, I like to think I don't get to take much credit for it, because what I think we're really good at is just listening to the women who gather at our site. Um, you know, as you know, women... Um, And and I don't know, since I'm a man, but women tell us, and I listen, that they go through a couple of major, several major transitions during life, during their adult life. Um, Obviously, one big one is for those who become mothers is what happens after you become a mother. Your body changes, your values change, the way you make decisions change. Women tell us that the second biggest transition of their adult life happens sometime around age 50, Um, and the same thing happens. Their bodies change, their values change, the way they make decisions change, and when you enter a new and dramatically different stage of life, there's no um, more valuable resource than other women like you. Um, other women like them when, they're, when they have questions relating to this new life stage. So what happens at Vibrant Nation is a lot like what happens at the mom sites where women, for those issues where things are different about their family and relationships, about the fashion and beauty answers that work for them, um, about work and money, as they plan the future and the next stage of their lives, um, they turn and get great support and answers from other women like them. And that's what happens at Viber Nation, and every day we're learning something different. Um, Right now, the the women who gather at our site really overlap exactly with the baby boom generation. They're in their late 40s to their mid to late 60s, and, and we see what's going on in their minds and lives every day.
2: And a lot of it really fascinating stuff, too. I know you do a lot of research there at Vibrant Nation. I'm very excited that you do research there because I use a lot of it for fodder for this program. And don't worry, I plug Vibrant Nation each and every time. But one of the surveys that really captured my attention was a recent one where you actually asked boomer women about how they support their adult children, especially when it comes to... To money, I could not believe the results. Very, very surprising to me. Maybe not surprising to you. I was curious about your reaction.
3: Um, you know, we we thought we were going to see some of these trends just because we, you know, we we see the conversations and know these issues are, are are going on. But we were we were surprised. I'll admit it. We were we were shocked by some of these numbers, and they really did suggest that there's a wake up call due for companies that are that are marketing to both boomer moms and their adult children and how they actually engage and reach these, these, these people.
2: Yeah, it, it was pretty shocking. Talk a little bit, if you would, about some of the results that you uncovered.
3: Yeah, I mean, what we really see is I think we're painting a picture in what we're learning about a dramatically different set of parent-child relations um, as, as a result of both the recession and cultural changes in parenthood over the last couple decades. Um, the f- survey focused on two things, and the first was how much boomer women are spending and what they're buying for their adult children, and and kind of the, the 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 shocker here, the most the most surprising one was that 59% of them reported that they're paying for their adult child's cell phone bill, uh-huh. um, and in fact um, that that percentage did not decline as the child reached age 30. We didn't ask about we didn't think to ask about adult children over 30, but it was almost the same whether the child was you know 20 and presumably still in college, 25 and maybe out on their own in their first job or looking for their first job, or 30, and at a stage where an earlier generation of people were certainly living completely independently of their parents' pocketbooks.
1: Yeah, that
2: particular stat was was really surprising to me. The um the fact that she would actually pay for her child's her adult child's cell phone bill up to age thirty. Do you think that the boomer mom is happy to help and do this? I mean, do you feel like, and, and I don't know how deep your study results went. Do you do you feel that she's feels good about it, or maybe feels like that? Oh, I, I feel badly that my adult child needs me this much at this point in their lives.
3: I, I think it's it's really complicated. I think, you know, moms want to be there for their kids, so I, I think there's not a big question about whether to do it, but then how to deal with it is complicated, and there is no roadmap. There are no role models. Eighty-four percent of the women who responded to this survey said that they are spending more on their adult children than their parents ever spent on them. So almost all of them are in uncharted territory. And one of the women, in, in response to our surveys, we asked them about, you know, their concerns about the children growing dependent on them, and and how to how to wean them from from these expenses. And one woman said, "I'm torn. Times are hard for young people. I want her, my daughter, to be independent, and she does too. She doesn't want to ask for help, but it's been hard for her to find work. Um, so I think that's where I think a lot of these women anticipated that when their children found a job, that they would they would take that big first step towards independence for their own expenses. And I think they're finding it's just not that simple. It's also complicated because these women are much closer to their adult children, I think, than their mothers were to them. But, you know, it's not just the cell phone bills. We found that um, they are um, paying expenses all across the board. Um, So I'm looking at my chart here. You know, over half are paying for insurance of one kind or another for their kids. 39% are paying for rent. Um, I call that the price of the empty nest. Um, if you, you if you mm-hmm. want an empty nest, you may have to actually pay your adult child's rent so they can move <laughs> somewhere else. But they're paying for travel, clothing, car expenses. Over a third of them are paying for all of these things, um, even their computers. So I, I think they, they know they're in this um, complicated waters. Fifty um, percent or more are paying more than $5,000 in annual expenses for their adult children separate from any tuition Um, or education expenses. Um, They know that that isn't really sustainable. It's not going to be allowed them to fund their own retirement in later years, and they know it's not a great way to to start their children's adult lives. But I don't think they know an easy way out of it. On the cell phones, I think they feel that it's probably cheaper for them to keep the child on the cell plan than it is um, to make them buy their own. But, you know, these expenses are mounting to such a degree that these women – they need support from each other because they don't have the answers. Um, you know, we get we hear a surprising number of people who find that even after their children get married, um, the husband and wife actually remain on their their own respective family cell plans. It's, wow. it's certainly my, you know mind blowing to me in my forties. You know, who never I didn't have a cell phone at that that age, and neither did most of these moms. And so figuring out how to how to how to chart these these uncharted territories is complicated and, and the children who even when they get the job when they get a job it's often not providing enough income to fund all of their living expenses.
2: Yeah I think it's kind of that perfect storm or that imperfect storm if you will of uh, parents that are more involved than ever before with their children even their adult children, the economic fallout of the last three years um, you know and then, and then parents who um, want to help but are not experts at, at uh, making that transition. You know, I think that's where the community comes into play. As you mentioned before, they're probably turning to a lot of other moms, just like them saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you seeing some good tips and opinions coming to the top here on Vibrant Nation?
3: well i think it's just the support is really all there's i don't know any specifics because they're all everybody's situation is different right one thing we do see is that we suspect that there's a deep divide you know there's this large percentage of moms who are paying for their adult children's expenses i think other parents have just said i can't or i won't and and there's a, there's not a lot of um, conversation to be had between them because the ones who don't um you know, just don't don't have a lot of respect, basically, for the parents who, who are still doing it. And the parents who are still doing it don't necessarily think it's a great idea but don't have a great solution. This is an area where I actually think companies could help moms and parents a little more than they are, um, and it might actually serve them well, too. So the cell phone provider who's got the family plan with the 27-year-old daughter on it um, could actually offer a way to gradually you know, transition the daughter into her own plan. I mean, they're not helping matters much by making it more expensive for the daughter to to get her own plan than it is for her to remain on her mother's plan. And I think across the board, insurance companies would serve themselves well. For example, if they also provided kind of transition plans, you might call them, um, to help the children you know, get on their own plans. The same could be done with auto finance companies. Um, you know, as what even mortgage companies could be, you know, who are definitely looking to parents to guarantee or back their children's mortgage, um, but the parents don't want to be on the hook for the child's housing expenses for the next twenty years.
2: So, lots of opportunity for companies to kind of seize this. Um, this issue, if you will, and maybe even foster some additional loyalty for that boomer mom, that boomer parent. Um, when we come back, I do want to talk to you more about opportunity. This time, though, with marketers and how mar- marketers could look at the boomer mom and her influence on that adult
1: child more when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, Shopping. First strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers oh
0: yeah my day is done time for happy hour you're already done for the
1: day yeah because
2: i
0: use certifiedknowledge.org their ppc tools literally save me hours every day how do you keep on top of all of google's new features easy with certified knowledge their interactive
1: learning modules keep me up to date and if there's something i don't know i can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the google help files
2: You have reached your destination.
0: On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers while advertisers can find safety offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com.
2: MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all
0: of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOtool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOtool risk-free today. Go to MySEOtool.com.
1: MySEOtool.com.
0: webmasterradio.fm welcome to the place your competitors get their edge jump on it, we're here for you
3: 24-7
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman, here's your host Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. I've been talking with
2: Stephen Riley of Vibrant Nation. He's the CEO and founder of this vibrant online community of boomer women. And we've been talking about some startling results of a study that Vibrant Nation undertook uh, not too terribly long ago about kind of the, the spending habits, if you will, of boomer moms with their adult children and how they're really assisting their children well into their late 20s early 30s when it comes to things like uh, insurance payments cell phone payments things like that but there's an offshoot for marketers isn't there Stephen? Uh, it looks like that boomer mom still wield a lot of influence over what their adult children ends up buying actually talk about this phenomenon
3: yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I think marketers have operated under an, a very old, very stale assumption and stereotype that once the the child graduates from college, certainly and probably earlier, they don't pay any attention to their parents' recommendations and referrals. That they're independent, they're looking to their peers, um, and they make their own purchase decisions. Um, I have found insight into this market to me market to my boomer mom to do with an ingredient, or if I get my phone out and I call my mom. So we did, a, you know, the second part of this recent survey we did on what we call vibrant moms was actually asking them what categories of purchases that their children, their adult children aged 18 to 30, are seeking their influence on and opinions on before they make purchase decisions. And it, it again, was really surprising, but not so much if you recognize that this generation of daughters and sons has a dramatically different relationship with their mom, the boomer mom, than that woman had with her own mother. Um, they're talking all the time. They consider them, each other friends, and yet you don't see that reflected much in the marketplace.
2: No, you really don't, and it's a huge opportunity for marketers. And that list of purchases is very long, Stephen. Tick off a few of them, if you would, about what mom's influencing.
3: Sure. I mean, the, the largest area where the moms told us their daughters are, are seeking their um, their recommendations and information um, are ones that are not surprising. They're ones where actually you adults are recognized as having a little more knowledge and experience. So in financial services and insurance, car buying, um, their adult children are, 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 seeking their opinion, you know, as much as 40, 42% of the time for this mom. And I think that, um, You know, again, the advertisers are trying to target these desirable 20-somethings, whereas not only does the mom have more discretionary income to spend for herself, if she's loyal to your brand and you've helped her remain loyal to your brand, she's far more likely to recommend it and have an influence on the purchase decisions of her 20-something children. But beyond those, um, you know, sort of financial categories with big ticket items, we see it on food and recipes. Over a third of them said that their adult children are seeking their advice um, An influence on food and recipes. That's like I said about the daughter, who sits in the supermarket and calls her mom. And says, "How do I cook this?" On appliances, they really trust their moms to know which washer, or buyer, um, washer, or dryer to buy. Um, a young man, you know, you see this over and over. A young man who worked for us was outfitting his first apartment and said he wouldn't have dreamt of buying his appliances without talking to his mom first. Um, so if the mom is a uh, loves, you know, Kenmore or loves GE appliances, that's going to be the first big purchase and the road to loyalty with the adult child as well. They're asking about cleaning and laundry. We were shocked to find that 14% of the moms said their children even asked for their advice on technology. So I think an area <laughs> where, where marketers would assume they would never ask their parents for advice. Um, the children know these, these parents have actually been working with technology also for 20 or 25 years. Um, you know, there are certain areas where I think that obviously a 25-year-old you know, in fashion product, you know, in clothing, they might want to know what their mom thinks, but that's not an area they're looking for their mom's advice because she's buying different clothes than they are. But certainly, in the certainly, what's amazing to us is is in the big ticket items, in the large expenditures, in the things that that actually are going to benefit um, brands and manufacturers for many decades to earn this child's loyalty. Um, the first person they're going to call to find out what to buy is their mom.
2: You know, it's so fascinating. And the big ticket part I was actually going to see is because I found that to be the most interesting, that these are the really big ticket items. And those are the things that you don't buy, but maybe five, 10, 15 years, right? You don't, you don't right. do it every single day. Um, so, as marketers, what should we be doing? I mean, we can't be overt in reaching out to to the boomer mom and saying, "Oh, if your kids are asking you," I mean, what do you what do you do to make sure that it's in the consideration set for those moms?
3: Yeah, I think the, the first thing always is just you know don't don't just ignore them. You know, the old stereotype was that these women uh, stop being relevant customers and consumers for their for themselves and for others, and what we now know is not only obviously are they spending a lot of discretionary dollars on their own purchases, but their they're they're, they're spending dollars are dramatically influencing the purchases of 20 and 30-somethings as well. So you know, marketers just have to get over it. Um, I think there are two ways. One, I don't think they have to you know, pay attention to the boomer woman uh, exclusively, but they do want to see themselves. They also need to show that um, something that young people and, and 50-somethings recognize now which is that they're close to their kids. I still think the ads assume that there's this big generation gap and maybe even a level of antagonism between the generations that just isn't the, isn't the case anymore. Um, it was more true for people my age and older, I think, that they wanted to go strike out on their own. And I just know talking to 20-somethings over and over, that's just simply not the relationships they have with their moms these days. Um, you know, she's paying the bill, They respect her, but they respect her because they have a different kind of relationship. The, um, you know, the other thing is that these are categories, especially in these big ticket ones, where the mom has a big opportunity opportunity to influence the adult child. These are ones that have done. These are industries that have done a particularly bad job in, in really pushing this woman away. So, financial services, car buying, and the auto companies have done a terrible job of making the boomer woman feel included, even though. Um, women buy more cars after age 50 than they buy before age 50. And the financial services, they still treats them as though they're dependent on their husbands, even though they're calling their financial shots for their own futures, um, as well as influencing those of their adult kids. Um, so these, you know, there's not a, it's an uphill battle, but it's one these companies can win. And I think marketers that actually start getting it right will be rewarded. We were just looking today at some ads that Apple has run, and I think they do a beautiful job of showing that you don't have to, You can make the, the boomer consumer feel included, and they're buying a lot more iPads than younger consumers right now um, without actually having those ads turn off younger consumers as well. They show that these the tablet computers are a tool that enriches the life of people of all ages from 8 to 80, and they do it in such an authentic way that they're, they're winning that battle. I mean, I think this is available to a lot of marketers without worrying about, um, you know, they really wring their hands sometimes as though they're going to drive away these desirable 20-somethings as consumers. And, And I don't really think that's as big of a risk anymore as it may have been in the past.
2: And I think you're right about those Apple ads. I think they really do appeal greatly to pretty much anyone of any age. And to your point, too, about marketers worry that they're going to you know, kind of um, upset 20-something-year-olds, just based on the research that you've uncovered, it would sound like that they would actually appreciate the fact that marketers um, are showing respect toward older Americans, especially since those... 20 something year olds clearly respect their parents because of that that different relationship as you said um that they have that dependence if you will on that on that boomer mom you know that kind of leads me though to this this final question i have for you with all the dependency and and clearly a lot of love and respect what's going to be the next step for those millennial adult children when their moms are no longer around to, to tell them what to do or handle their issues what's the next chapter for them
3: that's a great question. Um, Maria, I don't, um, I don't know, and this is one I think where the recession is going to have results we can't yet predict. As you noted, you know, it's gone on for three years already, and I don't think the boomer moms see any end in sight. Um, we just did another survey on women, boomer women whose children are living at home, adult children. Eighty-four percent of them expect that child to remain there for at least six more months, um, and over 50 percent of those children actually have jobs but they don't pay enough for them to afford to live independently. And um, 28% of them are over 30. So I, I wish I had the answer, but I think that we're going to see a generation of children. I don't even know if children remains the right word, right? When they're 35 and they're they're living at home um, and they've never owned their own home. Um, I think we're going to see a generation that's going to have dramatically different relationships with its parents. And, you know, we know that there's not necessarily going to be enough funding to pay for these parents' retirements um, when their children are dependent on those parents. It's it's going to not really sure what's going to happen um, if they're going to be left in the lurch. Um, you know, we hope you would have to hope the economy picks up. These children learn to be independent, but I think you're right. They've also learned some habits of dependence that's going to make their adulthood look really different. I mean, I think it's one of these reasons that millennials you see this dramatically dramatic increase in the number of, of of mothers, you know, unwed mothers giving birth, now almost, I think, 40% or more um, in this age range. And I think part of it is that they're they they they're really wary about making commitments because they don't know how they're going to be able to pay for their, their futures. So I wish I had any good news, but I think certainly this is not going to go away. Old stereotypes won't help. So I think um, companies... Um, whether reporters like you or or companies like ours with communities online or companies that are trying to market to both of these generations need to understand that this is the world they're they're grappling with and, and there aren't any easy answers.
2: Right, and if we can help help bring some answers. Boy, there's a lot of power in that, Stephen, for sure. Some some answers, some solutions, and to your point earlier, some assistance. I think, um, you know, that's where a lot of loyalty will stem. Well, thank you so much. It, it, fantastic. Insight into what's going on—a trend, frankly, that I was unaware of. I find it just remarkable, and I look forward to seeing how it's going to play out over the next several years, if not even even longer than that. It sounds like. So, thank you so much for being on the show.
3: Thank you, Maria. It's great to always great to be here.
2: Great to have you on. And for everybody listening today and want to know more, you do need to go on to VibrantNation.com. Also, check out Stephen's book that he co-authored with Dr. Carol Allersborn. Very, very interesting book. And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And until then, make it a great one.